Welcome to Wicksploiting. My name is Chuck Wick, and with me I have my brother Paul Wick Present. and our producer Caleb. We are going to be discussing political issues on the local, state, federal levels. Can I talk? Uh, I'm the host, so I'll do as many talk, as much talking as I want. I'm not sure I enjoy that. Well, uh, I, 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 you can argue about who's going to do more talking later. We have a show to do. You'll hey, get we're brothers. We're going to argue. That's fine, but the people on the on the other end don't want to hear you guys arguing right now. They'd rather hear about a good conversation that you guys All have right. planned for them. All right. You're right, Caleb. All right. Chuck, let's uh, get to the topics. Okay. We have a great show planned for everybody today. Welcome to Explaining, where we drink and we know things. Today we are enjoying Four Roses Small Batch. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon crafted from four select bourbons distilled and aged in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Uh, what do you think of it, Paul? It's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's not too harsh or anything. Um, it's got a good taste to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a you know it's a nice whiskey. It really yeah, is. I like it too. What do you think, Caleb? Uh, well, I mixed mine with some Pepsi because that's I don't drink whiskey full, uh, straight up anymore, and it's not bad. It works really okay. well. It's okay, good, good yeah. blend. Yeah, we yeah, he's um, got Pepsi Cherry over there for anybody. That's, yeah, we yeah. apologize. Uh, Caleb uh, has issues with that. Uh, um, <laughs> the only whiskey I can drink straight up is Crown. I don't know why, but well, it is. So, you yeah. know, I'm you, white you, trash. You just, yeah, I was gonna say you don't like the good whiskey, I guess. Huh? Um, but anyway, uh, the the music from our intro and outro are hit songs by Desolate, a Dayton, Ohio area band. Uh, if you like that, then check them out. Uh, they have uh, videos page. and things on YouTube, and they have a Facebook page, so you can find their music on there. Our topic today is COVID-19. We will cover the timelines of events, uh, the response in Ohio, our local area, and our personal opinions surrounding all the events. Uh, all of my research information came from the CDC's own website, www.cdc.gov. The CDC defines COVID-19 as a respiratory disease caused by the SARS-CoV-2, a new coronavirus discovered in 2019. The virus is thought to spread mainly from person to person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks. All right. Well, um, let's open up the discussion on that. Um, what does anybody think about that? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a little crazy. I mean, it, the the it depends on who you talk to, on what the, you know, what is uh, how it's transmitted, what the small droplets, big droplets. You know, mm-hmm. it gets a little crazy into that. Um, so, I mean, I've heard from uh, local doctors. Uh, they the masks that everybody's wearing the cloth mask mm-hmm. is not stopping the small droplets that is this delta variant mm-hmm. and so it's the mask really isn't helping at all right in that fact you know right. and then the CDC says well I'm sorry not maybe not CDC I didn't actually look at the CDC website on this specifically but our local board of health county board of health says mm-hmm. that if you're within six feet 
then you need the mask on. Within three feet, the mask doesn't even protect you. You're you're going to get it. You're you're a, you're in right. in too close proximity. Outside of six feet, you don't even need a mask. Right. And so, to, and to uh, specify on that, what they mean is that if you're within three feet of someone who is infected, right? You right, know, right, if right. you're if you're obviously two or three people that are not infected with COVID, you're not going to get COVID, exactly, no matter whether you're yeah. wearing a mask or not. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. The CDC also states that some people who are infected may not have symptoms. For people who have symptoms, illness can range from mild to severe. Adults 65 years and older and the people of any age with underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness. People 12 years and older should get COVID-19 vaccines to prevent getting and spreading the illness. Um, Now, again, this is straight from the CDC website. I just read it word for word from what they say. Um, now, you know, you may have your own opinions on, you know, the vaccine and everything, but we'll get into that a little bit later in the discussion. And all, um, uh, the, uh, 12 years and older has also obviously changed. Now we have the five to 12. Yes. Vaccine, right. So. I mean, then, and, and there are uh, developments it's that are coming changing. along because, uh, you know, vaccines are changing. The, mm-hmm. uh, companies that are making these vaccines are making them, you know, available to everyone, you know, available to anyone that has, uh, any underlying conditions as well, mm-hmm. um, so it's just uh, any other uh, qu- any other uh, comments on that? I mean, well, it's it's yeah. one of those uh, oh, yeah, uh, it's one of those w- weird things where I never thought I'd live to see a virus that was man-made spread as fast as it did and through the wild. And, you know, you you see those movies like Planet of the Apes and mm-hmm. stuff, and you see the movies like Outbreak, and Outbreak, you're like, oh, that'll yeah. never happen, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's reality, and you're just like, right. What the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know you just got the definitely surprise. Yeah, it was the shock and surprise, and then mm-hmm. it's just the whole. You know, obviously every day there's new stuff that's changing and new guidance and everything. And it's just it's hard to keep up with everything. So. Right, Paul. Uh, I'd like to read a little bit from our local newspaper here about the uh, COVID nineteen posing to health issues to kids. Um, yeah, so it says, you know, specifically, while COVID-19 poses less of a threat to children than to adults, experts say it is more wa- worthwhile to compare the risk it poses to children with other risks children face. Now, it's uh, it goes into a little more uh, in-depth in- information here, but... It's just saying that, you know, there's been a huge uptick in the number of cases that we see in children, but it's also, you know, because of the Delta variant being the lesser, or I'm sorry, the it's less lethal, but more spreadable. More contagious. That's not, I don't think that's a word. Uh, more <laughs> contagious, I yes. think, is, uh, is probably much better. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's... Yes, because kids are all in everybody's faces anyhow. Nobody cares when a kid right. gets in your face. Everybody gets in a kid's face. I mean, when you especially have if a, you're a parent and the, you're your kids, you're talking oh, to you or take or a kid. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Right. You take a kid right. out into a park, and what does everybody do? They run around. Oh, this mm-hmm. little baby. You know, yeah. all the way up to you know maybe a couple years old. Oh, look at that little kid. Well, it's like your kids. They run up to me, Uncle Chuck. Oh, they're yeah. running oh, up yeah. to me and getting up in my face, yeah. giving me a hug, and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So. You know, it's just you're always going to have that contact, um, and yep. so it, it's difficult to um, you know know where your your exposure is coming from. Uh, so you know you have to take the precautions that you feel are necessary for yourself. Um, so let's move into a little bit of the timeline that uh, we talked about um, earlier um, from the CDC timeline of events. 
the origin of the virus and the first reported cases are um, in December of 2019, a cluster of patients in Wuhan, China, uh, began to experience shortness of breath and fever. In uh, December 31st of 2019, the WHO China office uh, was informed a number of cases of pneumonia of unknown etiology, which means an unknown cause, uh, detected in Wuhan province. All cases connected to the Huanan seafood wholesale market in Wuhan. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I, I, I probably butchered that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, January 7th of 2020, Chinese authorities identify and isolate a novel coronavirus as the causative agent of the outbreak. And January 13th, 2020, the Thailand Ministry of Public Health confirms the first imported case of lab-confirmed novel coronavirus from China. Uh, so this is kind of the beginning of the virus starting in China, moving out of China into Thailand. Um, the China office of the WHO is reporting to the rest of the world that they have this virus now that's, uh, that's being tracked by them um, and that there's an outbreak possible uh, at this point. Um, so they're, they're trying to inform the world so that everybody can start getting prepared for it. Uh, do you have any ideas or, or thoughts on this, guys? I mean, it's nice when other countries share medical, um, anything medically. I mean, it's just, you know, something happening in your country. It's going to spread. We are a world closer together than we've ever been before. Yeah, population is really huge, too, now. It's it's the largest it's ever been in the in history of mankind. Right, and we travel. I mean, there... Today, I can almost guarantee, and I have no stats mm -hmm. on this, but you right. can almost guarantee that someone in the United States has either flown to or came from China. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there, and somebody in China has come from the United States mm -hmm. today. I well, mean, people go back and forth to China all the time for all business, time. for teaching. I know I yes. actually even looked into taking a teaching uh, English to um, children in China job at one point. So I know that there are teachers that are over there doing that job right now uh, that are in contact with those people in China. There's missionaries coming from churches right. going across the, you know, the Ukraine, South America. Right. I mean, people travel this world constantly. There is not. Mm -hmm. There's no. Well, it's it's oh, it's over there. It, right. Th that just is not a thing anymore. Right. And to prove that fact, on January seventeenth of twenty twenty. Uh, the CDC deployed a team to the Washington state to assist with contact tracing efforts in response to the first reported case of COVID-19 um, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was only in January 17th of 2020. So we're not very far from when China started reporting this as something right. um, as, as a thing of interest, basically, to the rest of the world. Yeah, We're only about three weeks out from there yep. where we now have our first case in the U.S., so that obviously proves that there's a lot of but, travel from the U.S. to China, proven, or at least that area. Right. And proven case, too. Yeah. I mean, there is speculation in the uh, medical community, com excuse me, community, that the COVID vi uh, virus was over here in 2019 as early as September in some estimates. Okay. You know, and it's an estimate. It's not. It's, right, there's nothing right. proven. That's why the CDC doesn't have it on their website like that. Right, but right. there are medical experts out there that has said that estimately, because they don't have exact proof, that mm -hmm. we believe it's been here since pre around September, October of 2019. Okay. Um, 
I mean, and that's a possibility, and but we, like we I said, there's, think no, the, there's no uh, testing or anything that was done at that you time. You know, the Socialist Republic, I mean, the Communist Republic, I mean, uh, the uh, Chinese great government <laughs> that they are, um, that they're going to actually tell people the truth. Um, so, I mean, they, they uh, do a great job right. of, uh, you know, doing whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next, unless, Caleb, you have anything to say? I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, being a being a Republican, you know, we had the we had the cases come to Washington. Mm-hmm. We should have shut down our our border right then and there. We should have shut. We basically should have isolated ourselves, keep people out. And when we tried to do that, we were, you know, our president, who was looking out for the best interest of all of Americans, was called a bigoted and a racist because he was trying to keep Chinese and europeans and all that people out of the country it's like hey latin americans too latin I mean, americans trying to shut down the borders all around yeah. you know, so. and basically he was fought back on it because right. they they didn't care they were just looking at well you're keeping people out how un-american are you where it's like other yeah. countries at this time were already isolated like italy nothing you couldn't I, italy was a freaking ziploc bag <laughs> yeah and that actually goes right into my next uh topic here um, as the timeline progresses, world governments are reacting and trials for vaccines are beginning. The CDC starts to announce the recommendations for safety. In February 23rd of 2020, uh, Italy becomes a global hotspot. The Italian government issues decrees mm-hmm. uh, to basically shut down the country uh, because their um, outbreak in that country was out of control at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 11th of 2020, the WHO declares COVID-19 a pandemic. March 17th of 2020, the first human trial of a vaccine to protect against uh, the pandemic COVID-19 begins in the U.S. Uh, Actually, I was not aware until I started doing this research that uh, the vaccine was already in progress and and hitting its first human trials that early on. Wow. Um, I I figured it was a lot later in the process because it actually took them until, as we get further down the timeline here, you'll see, but it took them until December to actually get the vaccine out to the public mm-hmm. and get it to the point where they it was feasible to use yeah. the but the first well, human trials were done in march mm-hmm. which was actually very surprising to me um and then in april 3rd of 2020 is when the white house um it, the cdc came through the white house press uh, briefing and issued the new mask wearing guidelines and recommended that all people wear a mask when outside of the home um, now i know this becomes this is where we step into a lot more of the controversial part of it because okay. a lot of people are either pro mask or against the mask, um, you know, and, and that is your own personal preference. Uh, I'm just giving the timeline basically from the CDC. So um, now, I'm going to hand it over to Paul and see what he has to say. So, I mean, I'm not as shocked that is that the first human trials were so early on and mm. it it was created. I mean, if you create something, you know right. exactly what's in it. Yeah. You created it. If I bake a cake, I know what I put in the damn thing. So Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but I believe you know, with, with any medication <clears throat> there's usually some type of uh, trial on uh, some type of an animal or something like that before it moves and into I still a human trial. Should have been, and I don't believe and there was there was nothing there as was far not, as I no. could tell in this timeline from the CDC right. that states that was done. Yes, um, that was my just my first point about how uh, you know since China with you know American money created this thing, 
we know what was in it. Um, therefore, but on, going on 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 top of the other war, where Italy was the first one, uh, maybe one of the first one, I may not first one, but maybe at least one of the first ones to shut down completely. Uh, they were giving Trump, President Trump, so much grief about this, but our governors in mm-hmm. the states mm-hmm. they limited travel to yep. other states. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't even international. Nope. I it mean, was it was literally like. Oh, Governor DeWine would say this month, uh, people from Florida can't come here, or if you do, you have to uh, quarantine for two weeks before you can go out into public. You know, it's these things, you know, in the United States of America, we have, you know, separation of powers, and that's a great thing, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it was a little overstepped on this, but that's a whole other discussion. (laughs) Um, But yes, the, the... Shutting down the borders, that was, you know, very good for everyone involved, I think, um, because when you want to, if you have a true health uh, crisis, then you want to, you have to limit Mm -hmm. what is brought in and out. It's like when you go to the hospital. It's very important. When you go to the hospital on a normal day, three years ago, you went to the hospital to have some kind of a surgery or some kind of an illness you've Mm -hmm. had or something. What's the first thing they want you to not do? Not take anything outside of what they tell you to take. Right. Right. So they know what is in your body when they go into surgery. Exactly. Exactly. Not even a surgery. They know what's in your body if you have a reaction. Right. They know that, oh, I gave them this, this, Drug interactions are a problem, too. I mean, if you take something that they don't know about and then they give you something during surgery uh, because it's necessary, then you could have an interaction there. Mm -hmm. You know, the same thing comes into play when I, I believe in... You know, any kind of medication, um, as we get further down here, we'll see where there's some medications that were tried, you know, attempted basically uh, throughout this uh, pandemic uh, to see what would happen as far as being able to slow down the progress of it, uh, possibly bring people that were sick out of that sickness. Um, so we can move on to the next uh, topic well, here. The I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> We family had friend. a family friend that was uh, in that had COVID went to the hospital and she kept putting Vaseline on her nose. Mm-hmm. Well, the nurses didn't know she was doing that because the nurse was out of the out of the room when she did it. You know, nurses can't be in your room 24 seven. It's impossible. Right. Um, but she thought because, you know, growing up. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Put Vaseline mm-hmm. on her feet. Put Vaseline. Not, not, not Vaseline. Vicks. Yes. No. Or Vax. Uh, I'm sorry. Vicks. Vicks. <laughs> yes. Why the would vapor you put rub. Vaseline on your sorry, feet? Are you, right. you know. Hey. All right. Slide across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So she's out there ice skating with Vaseline. Jeez, I, I had the wrong right. V word. All right. Uh, Vicks. I mean, there, there's Vicks. Vaseline. Va- uh, yes. Yes. There's Vaseline and Vicks. Yes. Thank you. Um, you saved me a little bit. Should, should I redo that? No. Keep going. It's fun. It's funny. Like All right. Um, so, well, if you've ever had a, uh, I'm assuming she was putting this on when she had her nasal cannula for yep. the uh, yes. oxygen. So, if you've ever had a nasal cannula on you, you'll know that it dries out your nose, it dries out your upper lip, it does a lot to cause a lot of problems for you. I know it's necessary because you need the oxygen, but I understand why you would want to put something on there to try to 
um, you know, open up that area for you so you can breathe Correct. better and also yep. so that you're not getting all this dry skin right. and everything in that area as well. But our brother-in-law, Jay, is a respiratory therapist. And he said that if you put that on your nose like that, it can clog up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the nasal cannula. Thank you. Yeah, the nasal cannula. I never going to say that word. <laughs> um, so that's what was happening to our friend. Mm-hmm. That um, that's why we had to. You know, we asked our brother-in-law Jay um, because he's he's a you know he he has medical medical experts mm-hmm. and. It clogged that up, therefore, that they thought the nurses were thinking that she needed more oxygen, more oxygen, more oxygen, because she wasn't getting it. Well, it was the VIX actually clogging up the nasal can, whatever. Can you? Can you? Yeah. That's why she had to have it turned up so much. Right. They almost right. put a, had to put a mask on her because they thought. Yeah, because her O2 saturation wasn't at the level it needed right. to be at, yep. due to the fact that the. Vix was actually clogging up the nasal cannula, yes. causing the the oxygen to not be able to leave the the device and, and then also be inhaled into her body. And then yes. you also had the issue where Vix has the those fumes that right. are meant to, you know, clear out your clear sinuses. out your sinuses mm-hmm. and you're basically yeah. forcing that down your freaking nose and your lungs. Right. Faster than you're supposed to, because yep. right. obviously the, the ox- you're breathing it in a lot at a higher, higher volume. Pace, yeah, and it's yeah. Just, that, that was like all bad signs were pointing to that. It's like, right. why? Why would you do that? <laughs> well, the doctors are there to tell you what you should and should I, not. I do. understand, and, but and that, that you know, she was just it, trying to help herself. Right, you know, I understand oh, why yeah, she yeah. was doing and it. Bringing it back to the point where you know, we, you have to shut it down. When when something gets to a certain uh, t- point, mm-hmm. you want to shut things down to limit what you don't know. Right. Right. Okay. And that's when basically we should have been listening to experts and not. And by experts, I mean local experts, not mm-hmm. television right. experts. The, the or doctor political. who's actually handling the case at this yeah. time. Yes. Like, like we mentioned, you know, the brother-in-law, he's a respiratory therapist. He was on the front lines. He saw mm-hmm. it firsthand. I mean, yeah. Our local hospital in this area had, you know, the nursing home that had a severe case of it, mm-hmm. and he was in the thick of it for the longest time. And right, and it's right. All I mean, all of our hospitals just mm-hmm. got inundated, and it's like I would trust those people ahead of someone I don't even know. Oh yeah, about anything. Yeah, right, right. Well, the next uh, topic we're going to move to is the the U.S. starts to see an increase in the number of ca- cases and deaths. The president enacts initiative to speed up vaccine progress. Warp speed. So <laughs> April 10th of 2020, the U.S. surpasses Italy as a global leader for reported deaths due to COVID-19. At this point, we had 23,036 deaths. Uh, the most U.S. death or most U.S. states report widespread cases of COVID-19. Uh, April 30th, President Trump launches Operation Warp Speed, an initiative to produce a vaccine for the coronavirus as quickly as possible, uh, with the CDC being the main contributor to that. Um, May 2nd of 2020, the WHO renews its emergency declaration from three months prior, calling the pandemic a global health crisis. So here we are at this point. The U.S. has now taken over as the um, highest level of deaths due to COVID-19. Uh, the who? Hmm? Who? The U.S. Who? 
What? Oh, the, the WHO. Oh. oh, my gosh. I, just, oh, geez, I apologize sorry. for him. Blame um, <laughs> dad joke right there. It's horrible. Right, yes, I know. Right. He's <laughs> coming back to the who's on first right there. Jeez. <laughs> so anyway, we're we're at the level where we are the you know leader basically except for this is not something we wanted to be the leader <laughs> say, at. that's not a good leader um this yeah this is you know u.s likes to be global leaders and things but it's not usually uh deaths, deaths due to covid19 that's for sure nah. uh, now, so i don't this like point, how the u.s did it because uh hearing now this is you know Maybe conspiracy theory, maybe, you know, beyond actual knowledge. I don't have any facts on it. Here's my tinfoil hat going on. Right. (laughs) But I understand that there's a lot of people out there that say these COVID deaths that were reported were not all strictly COVID related. It was intentionally inflated. Is That's what the because conspiracy they, theory says. Yes, because yep. they it was died intentionally inflated. And they had COVID, it was a COVID death. Even right. if they died I mean, in a car accident. Right. If they tested positive for COVID, COVID it was considered to be a COVID death. Yes. So And the the patient was treated as a COVID death, so they basically right. sealed the bag and as yeah. a person that is extremely leery of government, <laughs> yes, I believe that more than I probably should or don't. I don't know for sure because I don't have all the numbers. Right. Right. No, I don't think yeah. anyone does. I mean, I mean, the information is out there. I mean, you're, you're going to see that the deaths are, are listed as COVID deaths. There's really nothing we can do to go back and say, no, that person died from some other force or some other way. Right. Um, so to 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 go back and kind of pick and choose that, it, it's a little bit of a hairy situation, I think. Uh, but mention, I do believe that there were some inflation because from what I understand is that the states and the federal government were giving money to these mm-hmm. hospitals based on the number of COVID deaths they were reporting. Right. And so these hospitals were intentionally inflating the numbers for their COVID deaths so they could get more money. I don't have proof of that. This is just basically rumor that I heard. I want to make sure I understand that everyone understands that. No proof of that. It's just rumor. Well, and it's you hit your mic. And I mean, with with our numbers of deaths, if you go back and look at the, the chart of where these deaths were happening at. It was major metropolis areas like New York City, Seattle, Washington, San mm-hmm. Francisco, Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. lots of people are smashed together with high-rise apartments and low-rise apartments and all that kind of stuff. And then you also had nursing homes, which got hit really hard because you got right. patients who are already not in the best of health, mm-hmm. and then you're having something that's basically attacking the respiratory system. Right. Yeah. And it did nobody any favors where we didn't basically say, shut them all down. You know, we mm-hmm. still allowed people to go in and out because we didn't know. I mean, when the first, when the deaths started piling up, we still didn't know everything we needed to know about what how it was transmitted, how it was spread. You know, mm-hmm. I think there was times there where people were like, well, it's, you know, droplet. Oh, now it's contact. Oh, now it's back to droplet. Oh, now it's contact again. Right. You know, and we, I don't think we still know exactly how it's transmitted. 
I don't think there's enough data. There's what not. It comes down to. Yeah. It's it's era. It's in the air for it's an, sure. It's an aerosol. That, yeah. that we know that. But yeah. other than that, no, we don't know for hundred percent sure exactly how it's, it goes around. It's transmitted person to person through the yes. air, basically yes, through sorry, coughing yeah. or sneezing yeah. or something like that. It's not an airborne virus in the fact that it's just floating in the air and you can right. breathe it in. Right. It comes from there it is. A, yeah. I see it. <laughs> it comes from yeah. person to person. Yeah. I can duck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like the uh, what, what was it, the Simpsons or the old movie, The Fog. Oh yeah. Right. The fog, yeah. <laughs> Everyone stay in, you won't get it. <laughs> right. Right. Amid all of the pandemic issues, some states and the US government was seeing the economic reasons for getting the country back to normal as soon as possible. Uh, In April of 2020, uh, Georgia, Alaska, and Oklahoma began to partially open their states despite concerns from the health experts saying it was too early to reopen. Uh, May 8th of 2020, news media outlets report the top White House officials uh, shelved CDC guidance for implementing the opening up America Again framework that include detailed advice on how to safely reopen the country. May 9th, U.S. unemployment rate at 14.7%, the worst rate since the Great Depression. With 20.5 million people out of work, hospitality, leisure, and healthcare industries taking the greatest hits. So, basically, we're seeing a huge economic uh, downturn based on this uh, a lot of things being shut down this causing issues with hospitality leisure and healthcare industry workers uh, having a hard time finding jobs or you know their area has been completely shut down their workplace of work has been shut down and they have nothing to do as far as you know being able to find a job if you're somebody who's been a bartender or, or waiter or something your entire life and that's your only skill basically and all the restaurants are closed you don't have much to do. There's not much for you to go to at that point. Uh, so, you know, what do you think, Caleb? So, obviously, uh, I work in the healthcare industry, and so does my sister. And I guess my older sister does. She's a vet. I guess that's healthcare. To I mean, a certain extent, yeah. To a certain animals. extent. Yeah. So, but, you know, with me, uh, I was on the, actually, a new team. I just started a new team in September of, of twenty or 2019 and basically our my division is what we call the it division so basically anything and everything computer related technical related were there and Mm. even they shut down a lot of our teams my team which was just at the time was just my director and myself because we were so brand new Mm -hmm. we didn't get that luxury we basically got a whole crap ton more work thrown our way because we saw the whole advancement and change of healthcare to the point where we had to do telehealth. My my hospital I work for had absolutely zero telehealth before then. Mm-hmm. They were looking at it like anything else, but they're looking at the money and going, well, is are we going to make money on this? And right. obviously when you have patients who can't come to the hospital because, you know, the fear of getting COVID or... The fear of having people around and spreading COVID, you know, mm-hmm. basically telehealth blew up and we mm-hmm. had to work fast to get it basically up and running. And then, you know, hospitality and leisure, Las Vegas, perfect example. They basically, right. it became a ghost town. Right. 
bars, casinos, hotels, gone, shut yeah. off completely. Mm-hmm. And that's a town that never sleeps, technically. Right. I mean, it's right. always 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy having, once again, like I mentioned earlier, living through this because this was something my grandparents lived through with the Great Depression, but I never thought mm-hmm. it would ever happen for us. Right. I'm like, we're never going to have these type of things that ever, ever occur. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, there it happened. <laughs> yeah, and the last uh, severe pandemic like this was the Spanish flu in the early 1900s. Yeah. So even, in, you know, you have to go back to our great-grandparents uh, before, right. you know, you, you get two people that experience something similar to this mm-hmm. as far as uh, a pandemic that has shut down the world and has, you know, hundreds of thousands of deaths mm-hmm. across the world, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, what do you have to say, Paul? I can tell you have something to say. You got a big smile on your face over there. I, if we had video, you guys would have loved to see it. Mm-hmm. Do not like this. So this pandemic, uh, compared to the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu killed people like damn near on the spot. I mean, they were you know sick and died quickly with with all the best medicines thrown at them. They tried everything they could to keep these people alive at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, it was the early 1900s. It was. Med- medicine was not what it <laughs> that is, is today. I understand. I understand. <laughs> oh, but, you got to cut her your arm up, oh, amputate yeah. that. <laughs> well, I mean, sort of, yes, but now hospitals are restricted on what they can give. If a doctor thinks right. this medicine could help you, oh, he can't give it to you because it's only for these things. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. I want doctors to have full validity on whatever they do. They uh, if they I go to a doctor because I trust my doctor. Mm-hmm. If my doctor thinks that because this medication can do this, 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 and this, and I have at least half of those, he thinks that it can help me, he's going to tell me, like, you know what? It ain't made for this, but it's a good opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. We can try it out. Right. If it don't work, we have an ER. We have, you know, medical professionals that can bring you back to life with mm-hmm. everything. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have other vices and and possibilities that we can get into um just saying that about that um but uh so i mean i want my doctor to do what they believe is is necessary you know uh there's a good movie with uh um well just cut that out because i forgot the damn movie now um (laughs) i will not cut that out that's good stuff right there (laughs) (laughs) michael j fox there you go he Back is a no, 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 no. Uh, he's he. I can't remember the name of the movie, but he's a big time doctor, and he's driving to California for a great interview to for a great hospital, and he gets stuck because his car breaks down in a small town, and or no, I'm sorry, his car didn't break down. He got pulled over. Doc Hollywood. Uh, Yes. Doc Hollywood, yes. Yes, Doc Hollywood. Um, So he got pulled over. He had to do a little community service Mm -hmm. and fill in for the doc, the old doc. I mean, he was like 70 years old in this town, been there since, you know, he delivered everybody in the town damn near. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how old the doc was, you know. So he had to fill in for the doc. And he 
in this situation called a helicopter to a boy that he thought had heart problems. And the old doc shows up and says, you got in your papa's chaw, didn't you? And the boy's like, yeah. And the doc's like, here, here's a soda. Mm-hmm. 35 cent. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, because the doctors at the level of the city know better for you and what is going on in your area than any other doctor, federal, WHO, the World mm-hmm. Health Organization. I don't care where you are, my local doctor mm-hmm. knows more about what's going on here. They know than your local else. area. They yes. know what uh, comes up in that local area, and they know how to handle that. Uh, they've they've seen those people and they've and they've dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know that's, that's pretty common. I was gonna say that's why that. family medicine is so important because you right. have the doctor who knows your your yes. health history. They know you and they know yeah. how to, your body reacts to things. They mm-hmm. talk to you. They know you. They know that you know some of us big boys are bigger boys because that's just genetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. I Sometimes mean, you can't a take a normal five foot eight person and compare them to a normal six foot eight person i mean those stats are completely different right five foot eight at 250 pounds is obese yes i know i ate at 250 pounds is not (laughs) obese that's that's somebody who's probably Right. right in the right range of weight for them for that height um, that's, I mean, that's definitely the case. But you know, as far as the uh, the doctors in the area, um, they, they know their local area. They know what to deal with as far as uh, the normal things that come along with that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know what medicines work, um, what your your uh, medical history is. If they're your your normal doctor, your family doctor, uh, they're going to know your medical history better than somebody who's. Um, sitting in Washington giving a speech about, um, you know, medicine in, in a pandemic. So the vaccine that was pushed through at warp speed was now approved by the FDA in the U.S. and U.K. So in December of 2020, the FDA issues a emergency use authorization for the first COVID-19 vaccine, uh, which was provided by Pfizer. Uh, so that uh, then... Went forward uh, December 18th, 2020, the FDA issues uh, emergency use authorization for the second vaccine, which was the Moderna vaccine. And then December 30th of 2020, AstraZeneca and the University of Oxford vaccine approved for emergency use in the UK. Um, February 27th of 2021, uh, FDA approves emergency use authorization for the Johnson & Johnson one-shot uh, COVID-19. These other uh, vaccines prior to that were a two-shot or a multiple shot. Um, need You needed to go back for multiple shots. The one that was approved in February of 2021 was the Johnson & Johnson, which was just one shot. Um, you have any uh, uh, comments on that, Caleb? Uh, so, I mean, when the vaccine started firing up, obviously we had the whole Let's make sure healthcare workers get it first. Make sure people in contact with people get it, you know, first. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who's direct contact with patients or people, let's right. make sure they get it first. Uh, I mean, we 
you know, we we stood up what they call vaccine clinics to make sure we get as many people in as possible to just one after another, after another, after another, right. just to get them all vaccinated as fast as possible for those who wanted it. Because right. there's obviously, just like anything else, freedom of healthcare choice is mm-hmm. something we very we value in America. It's something we say, you know, right. if you want it, here it is. We're not going to force you to get it, but it is here if you want it. Just like any other medication, you should yep. have the right to refuse that medication. So basically, even if your doctor says you need to take this heart medication because your blood pressure is too high or your cholesterol is too high or mm-hmm. whatever, if you're if you're prescribed that medication, you still have that that right to be able to say no, I'm not going to take that medication because of this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's your own personal feelings, your own personal decision. Right. Are we going to go ahead and get into the mandate now, or are we just talking about vaccine itself? Just the vaccine itself. Just the vaccine right now. All right. So, because you guys were going into the mandate. No. No, no. not yet. That's a little further that. down. Okay. I, I was talking about how we stood up vaccine clinics, and basically we were giving it to people who wanted it. There was no right. mandate back then. It was okay. just... Right. That mandate wasn't com- Sorry. didn't come until later. I, I, I kind of... I felt it like going into Oh, a it's going to get there. Day. Don't worry. We're right. getting... No, we're we're almost there. Okay. 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 We're, All right. Flip your page, man. Follow I, along. I, I am, but you, what you guys were saying it's right was... Here. No, what you were saying, I. <laughs> you're not following along, so you don't see it. I'm following along. What you guys were saying, I was you're, just you're going to jump this in. Out yes, right I am. Right. Yes, <laughs> I, that's why I paused for a second before we started this. Okay, all right. So, um, so since that's I, what you want to talk about, let's move on to the next one, and okay. then you can let's, talk about let's that. Let's go ahead and yeah. do okay. this. All right. One, so, two. Yep. So the result of pushing any medication through quickly is that it can't be properly studied for short and long-term effects. This was shown by the pausing of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. In April 13th of 2021, the CDC recommends pausing the use of Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine because of blood clot complica- complications. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, April 23rd, 2021, CDC recommends continued use of Johnson & Johnson vaccine for people 18 and older. This bothers me because there's only 10 days between... Right. We're saying this vaccine causes blood clot complications. And now 10 days later, we're back to saying, okay, this vaccine's fine. Go ahead and start using it. Right. Um, that bothers me. I can't imagine. I mean, I don't work in medical laboratory. I don't work in any kind of medical field, but it just bothers me that 10 days is all that was taken to determine that this virus, this vaccine was okay now to be used on everyone. So Paul, the vaccine man, uh, vaccines are one thing and as I completely understand, but mandating it to anybody at all is a completely against my view of a democracy well, we're not truly a democracy. We're a democratic republic. So being a person that truly believes that we should stay a democratic republic, mandating anything at all is against what I believe. But the, um, the government mandated it for all federal employees, and then they also mandated it for the military. And when they mandated it for the military, and 
page uh, turning the newspaper. Everybody. Well, <laughs> I, I I remember what it said. Um, they they made it they made it mandated for the military, but what were the consequences? And when they did that, they said the consequences for the for not following the mandate were left up to the local the the, the uh, commander of that unit unit the unit not even I mean there are how many levels and yeah. you were you were in the army yeah how many levels between your commander and the president of the United States oh yeah it, you know depending on what unit you're in uh-huh. it could be. 20 <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got the company then you've got the battalion the brigade yes. the division i mean you're yes. talking about multiple leaders along and that, they the chain left up to their commander to for prosecution of not following the mandate so you could have your captain being your commanding officer and saying ah i don't feel this is a good thing mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna. I'm going to mandate you to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm, you right. didn't get it. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do an extra duty tonight for an hour. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, I mean, but and then, then again, on the other hand go, of that, you could go all the way to Article 15. You could go all the way could, to yes. court martial. Yes, with right. that. I mean, there's and there's a could, lot of different you could things go you can to do there. Getting kicked out of the whole military. Right. You could go from one commander. You're not setting precedent or setting rules even mm-hmm. about what this could affect somebody. So you're just leaving it up to somebody, a captain. All right. right? When in the army, even in the air force, captain. How long they've been in the military? Probably in the neighborhood of. Four or five years. Yeah, four, uh, five. I mean, it years. depends on if they what, were what enlisted age, before. What age are they? Uh, normally, I mean, there's a range of ages that come. Yeah, to captains, but, but normally, normally, normally they're in their mid to late twenties. Yeah, mid twenties. Normally, normally twenties. You know, because they get out. Of, they get usually a captain mm-hmm. gets out of college, joins the military, four years, four to five years captain so what age you gather uh, you know if college? you're graduating the academy at 22 you do four or five years now you're at 26 27 years old okay and you're okay. probably uh, a captain you're you're probably then, fresh into mm-hmm. that that two bar range but yeah, i mean yeah. you know but our beloved government is saying that a 28 year old with a college degree can say if an enlisted man that has been in for 15 years served his country honorably done everything expected greatest soldier airman marine navy all the above I mean, I would hope that would hold some water for them. I but, would hope. You know, I, I, it's not necessarily the case. I know there's a lot of uh, people that come out of OCS or come out of the academies. and Assholes. They have. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My, they, I, I don't want to cuss on this one, but these people 
some of them I have met. Some yeah. of them, I'm sorry about that. Let's go ahead and edit that out. Well, uh, some so, of these people that I have met, yeah, have been, and I've I've met majors that are or like major extreme, <laughs> extreme a holes. I uh-huh. mean, just to the extent like. They just want that they're, next they're rank the, so bad. Right. They're the type of person that you give them just a little bit of power, mm-hmm. and they try to take it to as far as they possibly can. And, you know, I, I have met those as well. Um, you know, I, I, I met good officers, and I met bad officers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, in any branch of the military, you're going to come across that. Um, it's just like any other job that you in, you have, even in the civilian world. You're mm-hmm. going to have good uh, managers. You're going to have bad managers. Mm-hmm. We've all been a, a, around that. So, you know, I mean, it's it, when you allow someone at a lower level to make the decisions, Horrible. I don't know. I don't know how this is going down as far as the military, military is concerned because either. neither one of but us is still in. We're, no. we're, we're talking about it from outside. But I have to have the, the have feeling that. But I have newspaper that says that's what it right. is. But I have so. the feeling that these decisions are not made at the company level. I hope not. You know, they're being made at the probably the either the battalion level or the com, or the division level. Uh, yeah. um, you know, this is this is being it's probably something that's being recommended from the company level up, and then somebody at a at a higher level uh, um, that that full bird colonel or that general mm-hmm. is making that decision mm-hmm. uh, to whether to put that person through a court martial or an mm-hmm. Article Fifteen or something like that. I don't think a captain with just a couple years of experience would do that. I hope not, but who knows? <laughs> well, it, it goes to the same thing that us, or not us, but like people in this area are having the issue with right now is you have, uh, our area has th- two major hospital networks, three mm-hmm. if you count the one that's in Springfield, and they are all mandated for vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not coming from the lower level. That's coming from the people who are paying the hospitals, yep. which is Medicare, Medicaid. Right. They are saying you will not get funding unless your staff is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these hospitals rely on the funding from Medicare and Medicaid yep. too much. And that's the thing is, is you got people like our our brother in law. Mm-hmm. He was on the front lines. If anyone mm-hmm. has COVID, has gotten over COVID, or has the antibodies for COVID. It's him. He was a respiratory therapist. He was in people's faces, not even having any idea how to protect himself when right. it first broke out. In the out. early stages, yeah. yeah. In the early stages. And it's like, now you have these people who are coming from up high saying, you've got to get it, or you're being, or, and if you don't meet this deadline, then you're on a final written, and if you don't get it by this time, then you're gone. Or if you are on a final written, you know, you're gone after that as well. So, right. Well, talking about the vaccine, um, even though there are a large number of anti-vaxxers out there, it seems, according to the CDC, there is a great number of vaccinations being administered. Uh, As of March of 2021, the CDC reports that 100 million vaccinations have been administered. As of April 21st of 2021, uh, the CDC reports that uh, 200 million vaccinations had been administered. Um, this was actually very surprising to me because, as I know, the um, the population of the United States is only around 330, 350 million, somewhere around there. Um, I say only, but, I mean, it is the third largest country in the world. Um, yeah. But I was surprised to see that 100 million vaccinations administered, 200 million vaccinations administered as of April of this year. 
Um, I, I didn't realize that many vaccinations had been administered. Um, I know a lot of people in our area that are anti-vaxxers um, did not want to get the vaccination. Uh, I being one of them myself, I am, have not been vaccinated and I will not be vaccinated until uh, it can be proven what the long-term effects are mm-hmm. of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Now I'd like to finish this ep- episode and uh, actually I would like to finish probably finish every episode like this. Um, I think we should do two minutes each of whatever your thoughts are on the topic of the day. I'm okay with that. Okay. Cool. So, um, who wants to go first? You go I say first. You kick it off. You're All the right. one that said it. Let's you do All it first. Right. I hate the vaccine. I hate the vaccine mandate. I don't believe anything. This is is tr- is it's not it's not that it's not true. There is a virus out there. It's not that I don't believe there is a virus. It has killed people. Don't get me wrong about that. I believe it has killed people, but the amount of people that it has killed is not it almost insignificant to anything else. Diabetes has probably killed more people in the last year than COVID-19. And I don't have that stat on me, but I'm just saying that there are more and dan- more dangerous uh, health risks to our country, to our world, HIV still is killing African um, Africans and African Americans even uh, at enormous rates. You know, we we need to kill that before we shut down a whole country's livelihood on a COVID nineteen that. You know, did you see anybody getting swept off the streets because they were dead from COVID? No, I didn't see that on the news. I don't know if you did. Maybe you did. I don't know if I did. I didn't do it. But I believe that vaccines are good for the most part, but they need to be tested and they need to not change my DNA. And therefore, I will never get the vaccine. I don't believe anybody should ever be mandated for the vaccine. Mandates are com- are not. I don't want to say mandates are communist, but they're a, a definitely a shoulder end to com- communism. Excuse me, communism. It's just going to happen. Uh, I mean, um, kind of piggybacking off of what Paul mentioned. You know, I believe mandates are kind of a, you know, a bad thing in a way because you have a new technology. Yes, they were researching it beforehand and yes, they had sample sizes and everything beforehand before it broke out. But you have people who, like I mentioned, were on the front lines doing this type of thing, treating patients without a care in the world because it was their job. They were, that's what they were supposed to do. They did it without the correct PPE, because obviously without President Trump and pushing out, you know, the Military War Act, where he basically told uh, factories that were making car parts and all that to stop and start making, you know, ventilators and stuff. Uh, You know, alcohol breweries were stopped producing alcohol, started doing hand sanitizer, just crazy things like this. You know, they were doing this without all this equipment and they are doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like Paul said, there is a virus out there. Yes, it's 
not contained, but yet there's flu out there that's not contained. There's Ebola out there that's not contained. There's all these different, you know, diseases out in the world that are not contained. I don't know why this one has been just blown up. Actually, I take that back. I do know why it has been. It's political. They are using it as a political crutch. And until people wake up and say, you know what? We just need to take one step back and look at it with wider eyes. We'll understand that, hey, we can live a normal life without living in fear. Now, I'll actually, you know, give 15 seconds to you. (laughs) Well, I want to start off by saying I don't want to lessen anyone's... um grief or you know over a loved one that has passed away due to covid um i understand that's something that you it was a tragedy that you went through um but in my my personal opinion um i don't feel like a vaccine that cannot show um long-term effects um what is this going to happen what is going to happen to your body um over five years 10 years 20 years uh after having this done to you um you know the uh, there's already been a huge push prior to all of this happening um, where people didn't want to get vaccines for other issues. Um, there was, you know, concerns of uh, Alzheimer's, there's concerns of autism, there's concerns of uh, many different, um, you know, uncurable diseases that can come from uh, these vaccines. And, you know, it, it just it just concerns me that... Uh, this vaccine was pushed through so quickly, was administered so quickly, and people just fell in line uh, to take it. Uh, that just that, that bothers me in the fact that people are not making their own decisions. They're not uh, getting the information together. They're not putting that all together for themselves and making an informed decision. They're just following blindly what is what the government is telling them to do. And I don't feel like in any case that is a good thing to do. Uh, the people that make these decisions are human. They they make mistakes. They also make decisions based on what's best for them. Uh, they can make decisions based on money, on um, you know what what benefits them as far as you know the monetary value of what is coming to them. Uh, so I feel like you're, if you're not making an informed decision for yourself for your family, that you're putting yourself at risk for anything and everything that could possibly come down that road. Um, The vaccine is not tested in the same way that many, many, many other vaccines have been. And without that testing, I feel like you're, you're just, you're just basically shooting in the dark, you know, hoping that it's going to do what it said, what, what these people tell you it's going to do. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Again, all the information regarding COVID-19 was taken from the CDC website at www.cdc.gov and our local newspaper well that was today's topic i hope you enjoyed our candid conversation if you have any comments about our conversation today please email us at wick.splaining at gmail.com and even donnie has something to say like share and subscribe (laughs) subscribe all right and just to wrap that up you can find us on anchor spotify apple and google podcast thank you for listening thank you